Welcome to Tactical Breakdown. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about going beyond the basics with law enforcement training. Here we go. Welcome to the Tactical Breakdown podcast on the Islet Network. Your number one resource for law enforcement training. Here is your host, Adam Kanakin. All right, here we go with another episode of the Tactical Breakdown Podcast. Thank you for joining me here. Uh, today, the podcast is being released on Christmas Day 2021, so December 25th, 2021. And, um, you know, this just so happened to fall in line with our release schedule. And there was no way I was just going to miss putting this thing out there for you guys, even though it's Christmas Day. And um, so first and foremost, if uh, you are holiday inclined, we'll call it, um, I hope you're having a happy holidays and I hope you are able to spend time with those who you love. Um, And I know there's a lot of you listening to this right now that are either on deployment or at work, they're on shift and uh, you're doing the job that uh, you were born and bred to do. And so first and foremost, a huge thank you to every single one of you, um, to all our military members that are currently deployed overseas to all of our first responders and public safety professionals that are working today, um, you're the ones that keep this this world moving. And so from the bottom of my heart and from our entire team here at ILET, uh, thank you for what you do and thank you for the service that you provide to your country and to your communities. Today's episode, um, it was a, was a fun conversation that I had with my friend Dan Green at ILETA. And uh, Dan and I, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities to work hand in hand this year, and there's going to be a lot more coming down the pipe in 2022 between ILET and NAFTO. If you don't know what NAFTO is, it's the National Association of Field Training Officers, and they're tied directly into our new instructor development program that is going to be released here in the coming months. And uh, just honored and excited to, to share that with you and to have Dan on the podcast. You know, Dan is uh, one of those guys that I talk to on a very, very regular basis. Um, He is one of the top instructors that I know in the United States. And uh, we just have a blast every time we get a chance to talk shop. So hopefully you enjoy this conversation. We talk about going beyond the basics with law enforcement training. And uh, it's a really interesting conversation. It's not super long. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. um, Listening to this podcast whenever you get around to it. And um, if you do find the information valuable and you find it useful and relevant to you, consider subscribing or following the podcast. Um, and if you have a minute and you know, you're sitting around and you're like, ah, I really could do something for the next two minutes, uh, consider just going in and leaving a, a five-star review and, and let us know what it is about the podcast, why you listen to it, um, or if there's something that you're looking forward to, to hearing coming up in, in upcoming episodes. Would love to, to see your feedback and uh, it really it really helps us out here and really helps us establish what we're trying to do with not just the Tactical Breakdown podcast, but for ILET in general. So with that being said, um, again, happy holidays to you and to yours and uh, thoughts and prayers with all of our first responders out there doing the job uh, that they were meant to do. Let's jump into this episode with Dan Green. Here we go. Hey everyone, Adam Kanakin here with ILET Network again at the ILETA conference and I'm joined today with my friend Dan Green. Dan, 
thanks for joining us, brother. Really appreciate it. Very, very welcome. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you and I have been talking a lot. You know, we're really excited to do a lot of work with NAFTO coming up this year and, and beyond and really getting NAFTO out there to the world. But I want to talk about during this quick inter interview here, I want to talk about what you taught at ILEA. You taught yesterday morning and again this morning. Right. What was the subject matter that you were touching on? So my class is called Beyond the Basics, and it is a bit of an excerpt from one of our NAFTO classes. It's, a, it's about a 90-minute excerpt from a two-day course that we have for advanced concepts in field training. <clears throat> so uh, this Beyond the Basics class, the art and the science of adult learning, uh, was the backstory is my personal experience with ILEDA for the last decade or so. Um, really absorbed in ILEDA, loving being here, learning a lot. <clears throat> Pardon me reading books uh, outside of Ilita, reading books, going to seminars, doing all the research I have enjoyed doing in terms of adult learning, the uh, adult learning science, and absorbing a bunch of science. Uh, however, as I, as I took it in, I found it difficult to practically apply. So mm -hmm. I, I, I took it back to my agency in Arizona and struggled with application of said science. Uh, and then I was an FTO at the time, and then eventually promoted and became an FTO sergeant. And I was challenged with the more I learned about adult learning and adult education, um, the, more I, the more research and data and, and science I absorbed, the more I learned how difficult it was to apply. And now I'm an FTO sergeant trying to ask other people to apply it. Uh, and they're not even, that's secondhand knowledge, right? It's mm -hmm. stuff I've learned, now trying to pass it along to the FTO so that they now have learned it and then hope they can apply it. And I was really challenged with that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So this course, uh, this excerpt from our Beyond the Basics class that I taught here at ILEDA is about the science where I introduce the students in this breakout session about what science we're speaking about today and all the different resources they came from. And then what I've been able to do for over the last few years in making it easier to apply in, in, in the field, on, on your ranges and while you're doing firearms training, mm -hmm. in the mat rooms while you're doing DT training, in the classroom when you're doing ethics training, leadership training, whatever it might be. Um, so it's more of an operational class you know, that, I, that I taught the last couple days. A little bit about the science, the philosophy, the concepts of adult learning, and then how to operate with it, how to apply it. That's what I was challenged with for several years ago, uh, for the past several years. So I came up with some systems and I brought them here to Ailita to, to present in this breakout session. I wanna know your opinion on whether you think FTOs are considered instructors? Well, I think it's right there in the name, right? It's we are field training officers, and I don't know how you can be a trainer without being an instructor, be an instructor without being a trainer. I don't think you can be an instructor slash trainer without being a leader. Uh, I think they're all, the, all these things are synonymous. In fact, uh, a few years back, NAFTA did a survey of what makes a, an, an FTO a successful FTO and our members, about 1,200 people replied, our members gave us back, in one word, how do you describe that? And they gave us back several adjectives that describe a successful FTO. And if you took that same question, but if you took that same format and asked what makes a, su a successful leader, go read any book on leadership, 
and use adjectives to describe leaders, positive leaders, you can take leaders, FTOs, and go, and it's a perfect overlay. So yeah, FTOs are definitely instructors. Um, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, though, for a long time, the F in FTO has dominated the process of training people in the streets. Um, and the T has become secondary. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a second thought. Um, what I, what NAFTA likes to do and a couple other people I know of that do a really good job with their agencies is capitalize the T and get the trainers the education they need to be successful instructors, to be successful trainers, which is all about communication, influence, encouraging, leading, right? That's what a trainer really is. Um, magnify or capitalize the T, get them the training they need to be successful instructors in the field. Uh, and develop the students that will one day be all of our backups, right? They'll be on the calls with us. They'll be our, they'll be our backup officers. And uh, um, yeah, so yeah, to answer your question, is they're absolutely instructors. I guess the sub-question of that is sometimes FTOs are forgotten. You think about law enforcement instructors and you think about the range mm -hmm. and you think about rifles on the rifle range and you think about DT instructors doing DT. Um, and, and academy. Then, and the academy. You think about academy, uh, recruit training officers at the academy. So sometimes the field trainer is, is, is forgotten. Um, and unfortunately, so in 2017, Chief, Police Chiefs Magazine did a survey. And only about 15% of the FTOs they surveyed felt that they were prepared to do the job of FTO. And um, while on the other side of the coin, in the other hand, speaking out the other side of our mouth as commanders and chiefs across the country, only 15% of our FTOs felt like they were prepared, but every commander, chief, sheriff, commissioner will tell you that the FTO is the backbone of training and, and nurturing the future of law enforcement. But it seems like when we, when we pose, when we juxtapose these two things, you're the backbone of training the future of, the, of our police department, but we're not gonna prepare you to do it. Yeah, and, and that's that disconnect, yeah. right? And, and you and I have had this discussion before, but like, here's my question. We're sitting here at Ailita, like the number one training, con training conference for law enforcement instructors in the world. How many people here are FTOs? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, right. why, and I asked the question about, are they considered instructors? Because I think a lot of them feel like there is that disconnect where it's like, right. well, I'm not part of the instructor cadre, I think, yeah, and I think to that point, I think a lot of FTOs themselves and agencies who have FTOs feel like that the service itself is a little nomadic. It's a little transient. You come and go through the FTO program pretty quickly. You, it's, it's relatively rare to see an FTO stay an FTO for more than, let's say, five years, right? Mm -hmm. Versus our firearms instructors, our recruit training officers at the academies could be there for years, years and years and years. So the FTO service is a bit transient. People come and go quite a bit. Now that doesn't make their service any less valuable though, you know, and um, which means that we should prepare them to train in the field, just like we prepare our firearms instructors to train on the range. You know, I wanna cycle back to what you were talking about with adult learning principles, science of learning. One of the biggest things that I've always said for instructors is before you start teaching whatever subject matter it is that you're teaching, you have to learn how to teach. 
Right. You have to learn how to share knowledge and understand that not everybody learns the same. In fact, pretty much everybody learns differently. Things have to be contextualized differently. They have different life experiences. From an FTO perspective, because they're dealing with so many different officers in, in so many different circumstances, the, the difference between a, a, like an academy instructor is here's, the, here's what we're going through today. Day one, week one, here's our content. Mm -hmm. Day one, week two, here's our content. For an FTO, they're going to calls that they may see that one call once every four years or, or whatever it is. And so it's so dynamically changing that the principles of, of learning, I think are that much more important in that, in that, the, that, that FTO knows, mm -hmm. hey, I, this is, I'm trying to teach a certain principle now I have a call that's completely different than what I thought, but now I can take that and contextualize it to what I'm trying to teach. I, I think, if, if I dare to assume, I think FTO is what we all want out of instructors. It's completely free-form instruction. You don't, mm -hmm. There's no lesson plan for the day. You, you, you get in the car, you turn your engine on, you go hit the, the mean streets of wherever you happen to work, and then it's free-form. Yep. And it's, like again, no lesson plan. You're like, what is, what is this day going to bring us today? How do I contextualize it? How do I chunk it together? How do I offer it? How do I design the context so that the student can chunk in context properly, can develop that, those mental folders that they need so that they can retrieve information in the future? Uh, so you are completely teaching on the fly. Uh, there very rarely is, we think, of, we think of classroom instruction and how important it is to make sure that our PowerPoint slides are interactive and, and contemporary to make sure that our personal interaction with the audience and we're making connections because it's a classroom connection, right? So we're making connections that way. We practice our body language and how to properly point to our students and call upon them to participate. And we, des we design <clears throat> breakout sessions where we can do group work and stuff like that. None of that exists in the field. Like none of it does. None of it does. You, it, 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 it's definitely about communication, mm -hmm. right? And it's definitely about influence. But, the, but at no given time, there, there is no given time for, okay, now it's time for our breakout session. Let's get our poster board and make a nice long list of how to describe a leader. And then we're going to compare and contrast. Good. See, that's a leadership course taught in a classroom, right? Right. That's not how FTO is. In my opinion, this is why I love it so much. FTOing, training in the field is uh, just everything I think I want to be as an instructor. Training on the go, training on the fly. What's the world going to bring me today and how do I teach it? And uh, it's always a lot of fun to me. One of the key things, and you and I have had this discussion a lot in the past, and, and I want to bring it up here real quickly because we're talking about field training. You know, the number one issue that I have is that a recruit will come out of academy They'll get their FTO, and the first thing the FTO says is, okay, forget that shit. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm going to show you. I want to have that discussion because I know the way you teach, and I know what, what NAFTO is all about, is, is not creating that conflict within that young officer saying, so what did I just waste the last however many months of my life? Like, what, what the hell were we doing? But instead, teaching FTOs to... Listen, we understand that the field is different than what you're going to get in academy. We understand that. But it's your job to, again, contextualize that, but to build upon a foundation. What academy is a foundational learning. It's here's, here's what the laws are. Here's what you're going to be charging people. Here's how to do the paperwork. Now it's 
how do you take that and apply it? And I, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on where FTOs should be going to not break down recruits when they get right on the street. Three thoughts instantly come to mind, quickly come to mind. One is if you've got it, if you got field training officers or even just one in the field that says something like that, forget what you just learned in the academy. It, I, I would warn any FTO supervisor and department out there that you might have a culture problem. You might, if, if you truly don't believe in your academy and the instruction they get at the academy, you've got to pump the brakes and figure out what's going on in the academy that you can't trust or what's going on in your FTO program that you can't trust there. Because for some reason, mm -hmm. these two training cultures don't, don't get along, right? Mm -hmm. So pump the brakes and make sure you don't have a culture problem. Two is that that also speaks to me about how the FTO is unprepared. We're not prepping the FTO to really fully understand how the system works and how the entire process of a young police officer going through from academy through the field training is a is a is a uh, is a process and it scaffolds its way through all the way through. The academy has its purpose of laying the foundation. And then as it lays the foundation, get more and more and more complicated as you go, graduate the academy. That's where FTO picks up where mm -hmm. they left off. It's not a matter of forget what you just learned. It's a real FTO program complements what the academy has laid down. And we pick up where they left off and go from there in the progress. The last piece to that kind of supports the second. A, an instructor that hasn't really been prepared to be an instructor because they would consider things like uh, this, the concept of adult learning called Bloom's Taxonomy. The academy runs you through quite a bit of the bottom portion of lower level learning, remembering things into understanding things, and then barely touching the surface of practical application, which is the first three steps up Bloom's triangle of learning. Barely getting into that practical application part of things that you apply. Now that you're in the field, and you're going and you're with a field training officer, uh, you take everything they did up through lower level education, lower level learning, mm -hmm. and dive deep into the application and you take it from there, right? Now you really satisfy that third level of learning, Bloom's third level of learning, which is, which is apply. Mm -hmm. Now you really apply, now you're really satisfying the application of what we're learning. Yep. That's what it's designed to do. And, and if you've got FTOs that butt heads with the academy and say, forget all that, uh, it's, a, it's poor culture, it's poor training, opens you up to a lot of liability, and you got to fix that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> what is it that NAFTO is proactively doing to, to help that change within organizations? So NAFTO... One is NAFTO has the opportunity to travel. We, we go to multiple states, right? Just real quickly, just so anybody who's tracking this, NAFTO is the National Association of Field Training Officers. Correct. In case, I know we're super acronym heavy, so I just wanna, <laughs> I want to uh, put that out there. Anyway, yeah. sorry, go ahead. We get acronyms on top of acronyms. That's right. So yeah, the NAFTO travels the country with, a, with an, an IATALYST approved lesson plan, uh, which is another acronym someone's gonna have to go look up. Correct. <laughs> so, uh, and it, which means, though, it is a consistent message, right? It's been vetted not only as our executive board and the varying instructors that we have that are all considered subject matter experts in the field. I mean, not only have we applied the content and have lived the content, uh, 
then now we've had an, another outside source vet it and give it its credentials and, and, and credential it, saying that that is, that is best practices mm -hmm. and everything's been resourced and we're not just, uh, it's, not, it's, it's not an MSU program. It's not a making shit up program. Mm -hmm. I spelled that one out for I you. Love I love it. I love it. Yep. So, so we travel the country with a, with a universal message and a uniformed message on how FTO programs and why FTO programs exist, mm -hmm. what we exist to do, and, and how we go about it. And part of, the, part of that lesson, especially in our basic school, is we kick off day one of our basic school with a conversation about this progress through the academy and then into the FTO program and how we're supposed to complement that. Yeah, and before we jump off here and I, I kind of send you back to the conference, with the course that you ran yesterday and today, what is that key take, and I'm there, knowing your course, there's multiple key takeaways, but what is, what is that core message that you're sending to law enforcement instructors and officers that you want them to take away from what you share with them? I think it's be intentional. So I, all the way through the course that I, that I taught yesterday and today here at ILEDA, and in multiple other courses that I teach, it is the idea that uh, instructors, law enforcement instructors, can often allow, allow the environment to teach the lesson. We're going, we, we, we quite often think to ourselves that this young officer just experienced uh, his or her first traffic accident and the experience itself is a lesson learned uh, versus the experience itself is indeed a lesson learned. Now let me intentionally interject with some retrieval practices, some practice, some retention practices, good retention techniques to make sure that the lesson sticks. Uh, let me intentionally make sure that I start our day in uh, developing the right type of learning environment. Uh, FTOs specifically, again, get into their cars and head out into the streets that we, that, we, uh, that we patrol and are not intentional about creating a learning environment in that car, a learning environment on the sidewalks. Versus, it's always said, it's always something that's assumed for the law enforcement instructor in the classroom, right? When you're in a classroom, create an environment that is interactive, create an environment that in, um, is engaging, create an environment that builds trust between you, the instructor, and the audience, the students, so that they can absorb the information that, that you want them to absorb. In the FTO world, we don't, we don't often think of our cars and the streets and the sidewalks and us behind Walmart. We, we don't often think of that as our classroom. And we have to do the exact same thing. We have to set the environment. And we have to be intentional about it. I love it. Dan, it's always a pleasure, brother. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime. It's, it's amazing that we were able to actually get to, to sit down in person. We'll just forget last year. <laughs> we'll just yeah. forget the last 12 months. Never happened. I was going through my phone the other day. It said 2019. 2021. I don't know what happened. There was it's like, strange. I've been told there's a year in between someplace. <laughs> I don't remember it though. Brother, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I can't wait to do more with you in the in the future, dude. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Yep. Join the Islet Network now. Go to islet.network. That's I-L-E-T.network.